Don't take a 45-minute shit. Take a three-minute shit and get back to that craps table. You're about to get on a run. Run it, run it, run it down my leg. Hello and welcome to another episode of Duty Calls with Doug Mann. I am your host, Doug Mann. With me, as always, is Jack Dolgen. Hello, Jack. Hello. As you know, Duty Calls is unofficially sponsored by Charmin Toilet Paper. Charmin Toilet Paper. Hey, kids, two rules to live by. Stay in school and let Charmin clean your stool. <laughs> that's kind of our public service announcement uh, for Charmin Toilet Paper. So that's a PSA? That's a PSA. There you go, Jack. Coming out firing. You guys have been emailing me great shit stories and great shit questions at dutycallswithdougman at gmail.com. You've been tweeting at me at the Doug Man and tweeting at Jack Dolgen at Jack Dolgen. In fact, I want to bring up a tweet I got a couple days ago by uh, Jack Sossman. He asked, uh, quick question, I'm interested in your, quote, stall logic. And by, and by that, I mean, when entering a new bathroom, what's your algorithm? Oh, okay. His second tweet was, which stall do you use? What if there's two stalls? Three, four, seven. Uh-huh. My answer was that uh, I have almost no logic to it. I am When I'm walking in, I am, if there, say, uh, I, I'm thinking about maybe going to a game or whatever, uh, at a stadium. Have you shit in a lot of stadiums? I've shit probably in four or five stadiums. Do you consider yourself a home runs shitter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I'm looking for is cleanliness yeah. from on a spot. I'm looking for... Uh, uh, no pee on seats. I'm looking for mm-hmm. flushed. Hopefully, uh, I'm looking for working locks. You know, sure. completely. Uh, f- yeah. You know, functional Privacy. things like that. You know, if I had my druthers, if everything, all things being equal, I don't like to go right next to the urinal. I don't think anyone does. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be right there. Sure. And I love to be on the end if I can. I guess I love the one wall to be on my side. That's just one less neighbor. It's like having having the the biggest yard in the development. It's like you know, <laughs> you're on the edge I don't of the I, I don't want to be. Yeah, you're on the edge of the cul-de-sac. Absolutely. I uh, mean, ideally, you want to be as far away from whoever else is in there or sure. could be in there. But most of the time, if 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 I'm in a situation where it's a stadium, I'm probably moving pretty fast. Now, just to chess play this a little bit, please. Let's. Do you ever think, okay, the the obvious move? Is to go to the far one. This is what everyone, and this means that everyone else goes there. It's the it's the it's the sure. toilet most often shit in. Sure. So then you might say, well, I'm going to go to the one just, just to the to the one side more, of yeah. that, one more over from that, yeah. in in, a, in the hopes of getting a fresher toilet. Sure. It's like getting the uh, second cheapest bottle of wine. Totally. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's the equivalent of getting the second cheapest bottle of wine. Everyone's getting the cheapest bottle of wine because why not? Right. I'm gonna get the second cheapest spot. Yeah. Sure, I think that that's a that's a great thought, and that's really a way of uh, attempting to satisfy all these different elements that you're looking after. Mm-hmm. You know, the algorithm, if you will, the toilet that is used the least mm-hmm. will be the most pleasant. Yeah, in terms of amenities and condition. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Yeah, where I work, there's on the first floor, there's the men's room only has one stall. Okay, the second I work on the second floor, there's two stalls, but on the first floor. Uh, which is where my my office is, uh, which I use sometimes. It's one stall. So I went in there a couple days ago, and there's just a paper seat cover, which I've never used. I never use those. Mm. The paper seat covers to protect your butt. I got over that years ago. Yeah, come on. Let's. We're all gr- grown men here. What's gonna happen? Anything that goes transmitted through butts, I've got. <laughs> you know, I've got butt AIDS for sure. Uh, 
but there's so the papers out there, and then just a full dump with toilet paper still in there. In your office? In the first floor. Really? Yeah. With the toilet paper. Now, did you flush it? Yes, I had to go. And it flushed fine? Sure. Someone forgot to flush. Someone just forgot to flush? That's a forget to flush situation. I don't think that's something where anyone did intentionally, because they wiped. Yeah, I guess. People are so multitasking on the toilet. Yep. You know, and it used to be you would read the paper in your in, in your in the bathroom at home. And mm. when you went to work, you just had to you, you know. Do, yeah. You were solo. Dude, the thought of shitting without a f- phone right now is horrifying. I would never think of it. It's the it's the biggest wasted opportunity. I've stopped You stopped I've the stopped shit. Shit just to go and get the phone. Sure. I just got an iPad trying that out. Yeah, I've seen how that works. Yeah, it's a little harder to put down once you go to the wiping stage. It's like, where do I put this? You thing? gotta lay it. It's like, is it on your lap? Uh, no, no, you kind of can't keep it on your lap, and I don't want to put it on the floor. I don't know. It's awkward. Yeah, it's an awkward thing. I don't know what people do. It's actually probably the biggest design flaw with the iPad is yeah. that it doesn't function that well in the toilet. Yep. You know, it'd be a great accessory is a nice little hook or a little thing on the wall to put your iPad on. Yeah, that's great. That's what that way people never fucking leave. <laughs> yeah, they'll never be. They'll never leave the toilet. They'll be like, "I'll be waiting outside." They'll be like, "Sorry, uh, sorry, uh, House of Cards is just about to finish. I'm sorry, I'm streaming something right now. Yeah, I'm about to fucking stream on the floor." I have something for you. Please, I got you a present. Really? Yes. Are you excited? I am. I got one for me as well. Okay. And I think that you're gonna like it Let's as see much it. as I do. <laughs> this is a book <laughs> called Poopsidents by Kyle M. F. Williams. Who is uh, a bit of a an artist slash provocateur sort of Brooklyn creative? This is who, amazing. Who has created a book called Poopsidents, in which every page is a drawing of one of the presidents of the United States, all the presidents, uh, from George Washington. George, the- George Washington is on the cover. Yeah, uh, with his pants down, taking a shit, holding a an axe. <laughs> <laughs> Looking very sartorial, yes. right? And, uh, and everyone is renamed. So George Washington in here is called George Poopington. This is great. This <laughs> All is great. the way up to Barakaka Obama. This is this is really right up my alley. It's this definitely is my Torah. It's definitely literature. Yes. <laughs> but uh, follow Kyle on Keeley Jams on Twitter at K E E L A Y J A M S. Yeah. And I highly recommend that you buy Poopsidents. Yeah, Poopsidents. Great read. Jack, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. And also, please keep calling me on the shit hotline at 786-HOLD-IT-N. That is the letter N. I love getting your phone calls telling me about bathrooms that have saved your life, shit stories. I love hearing all of it. Guys, we got a, such a great show for you today. We got Tammy Sager, who is a, a executive producer over at How I Met Your Mother. She wrote on 30 Rock, Psych. Bored to death. She's she's just great. Uh, she's a good friend of mine and a hilarious lady. And I'm so excited for you to hear her stories. Here she is, Tammy Sager. We're here with Tammy Sager. Tammy, thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. It is it is it is just a joy to look to my left and see. The lovely Tammy Sager here. Because uh, I've, I've wanted you been sitting here. I've wanted you here for a long time. I've and I didn't push too hard. Not at all. Because you, you were a little apprehensive at first. And I and I know how to play it a little bit. I was like, all right, let, let, her, come, let, let her come to us. Let's oh, let, her, let, her hear that, yeah. let her hear that it's not all the most grotesque stories. And let her, you know, just let her hear that there's a lot of ways to do. There's, a, there's more than one way to skin a shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and you're here now. 
and it's great. And I, I, for those of you who don't know, and none of you probably would, I work with Tammy every day. So uh, I really did the slow play on this. So it's good yeah, to have this you. Yeah, this is, you You broke down my walls in general, I think, about shit stories. Like, I'm, I'm not, I, I, this is end of year three working together. Yeah. And if you know uh, Doug Mann, then you get very intimate <laughs> with shit stories. <laughs> like, they follow him around. You know, I know like when he takes off his, now you normally wear a white undershirt and a, yeah. a button-up shirt. And I know when he comes back into a room just with a white shirt, that means he took the <laughs> shirt off. True. It's true. I usually, I usually unbutton the shirt. I usually take, take off the off. button down. It and gets then... overheated in the bathroom. Yeah. What a great insight. Yeah, it's really. Oh, wow. Tammy kind of called me out on that kind of early on. She's like, oh, you took a shit. <laughs> you got to tell. I, I can tell because you're in your fucking Palooka, Palooka fucking sh- uh, shirt. Palookaville. Palookaville shirt with the Lucky Strikes rolled in it. Yeah. Although I will say I probably didn't say a shit. Like I think even just saying like you took a shit. Like that's it's not, too harsh. Yeah, it is. You were like, did you just go or? Yeah, yeah. I probably said you probably you probably just pooped. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, adorable though. Yeah, it's not great. Were you <laughs> raised in like a fairly conservative family language wise? Yeah, I think so. We didn't. Yeah, we never really talked about bathroom stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean shit? People did. People did. People just went in there, and what they did is what they did. Yeah, we didn't want to. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, we were not a door open kind of family. Oh, yeah. oh, that, well, I think that's a, those are monsters, right? <laughs> yeah, I I do love a good shit with the door open though when no one's home. Oh, like when Nicole is gone, it is open season. Are you worried about how long it'll take for the room smell to clear? I thought about that. Uh, yeah, if she's gone just for the afternoon, I'm not doing that. But if okay. she's gone for the day for for uh, an overnight trip somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's open season, baby. Well, I live alone, and so I find now that, like, when I go somewhere and I have to share a room or share a place where I have to keep the door closed to the bathroom, I feel, like, I feel claustrophobic. Well, you get claustrophobic, too. I do, I do. (laughs) (laughs) We spent, like, 45, 50 hours a week together for the past three years. We know each other just a little too well. That's amazing. So when you're home alone, you leave the door open to your bathroom? Yeah, yes. So that's the norm for you. That is my norm now. Oh I could never God. do that because the stench would ruin the experience of being in the other room. You, but the thing is, you don't really smell your own poo the Once same way. Once you leave the room, you don't come experience back in, you do. the same way. Yeah, but, the, yeah. but I, I don't usually come back. Like my, <laughs> <laughs> I let that. I let it yeah. be. Yeah. I let it be. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, Tammy, you've got a poo story for us. I have a poo story let's, for you. Let's get into it. Um, so part of the poo story is that I am a little bit prudish about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm also not a big. I have not. I'm not a big poop in my pants person. Like, sure. it, I didn't really know that that really happened to people. Uh-huh. I was thinking about it. I was like, it didn't happen to me until like my early 20s. Mm. And uh, even then, I was so shocked by it. I kept smelling poop and like looking <laughs> at my shoes and being like, what? Did I smell? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it didn't even my mind. Oh my God, the power of denial. I, oh, I didn't, I it didn't it. even, it was so far from my reality. And I was at friend's house. I was at a friend's house. Did you fart? I must have, like, on the train you on don't the way even there. Remember, oh, you don't even remember coming oh, out. no, no, not at all. Oh, it could have been inadequate wiping. No, no, no. Oh. This was, I think this was definitely, a, this was something came out. <laughs> and it That's was, amazing. It was, that like, a writing amazing. club. This was, like, my writing group in Chicago. And then I went to the bathroom, and I was like, oh, my God, what? And, I, and then I was like, that's what, that's what this smell has been. Oh, my goodness. This is so, so, yeah. Did you tell anyone? I probably did. I yeah. probably again because I'm a fan of like if something is so shameful, then you I gotta say I right need away. to tell everybody or else. 
Yeah, yeah I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> and I, the times that I have not told people, then it's been, that, that's honestly when it's been bad news. Yeah. Um, so, and also, that's also when I found out from these friends, like, oh, yeah, grown-ups shit in their pants. That happens. <laughs> like, and I was like, okay. So, meanwhile, that's never been my story. My story is, in general, I've been stopped up. Like, I've, I told you. Sure. I, I drove across country, and I ate, I was with a guy, and... I was eating dried apples, and I'd never had dried fruit before, and so I ate, like, five pounds of dried apples, not realizing. I was like, this is like candy. And, like, yeah, we stopped in Youngstown, Ohio, and I woke up the next morning, and I thought my appendix had burst. Like, we went to the emergency room. I was there for 30 hours, and literally the prognosis was that I was full of shit. Like, it was just, yeah. She was just... Horrible pains. Like, like everything um, had expanded. I, I, I just imagine my... those apples that were those thirty apples that just actually became full apples <laughs> yes. again inside ten. <laughs> they reformed. They, re- they reformed totally. and were full size. That's what happened. Yeah. Why so, didn't it come out? Isn't that, are, are, just, I said, not enough water. Not enough like water, I wasn't yeah. passing any. Like I was just like eating it. Like this wow. is good. It's good for you and it's good. <laughs> I, I so dumb. So dumb. Okay. So <laughs> so this is later on. Uh, I was in New York, and I I, was, I lived in New, L.A., but I was visiting friends in New York, and uh, I love New York. New York is where I would love to live, and I don't feel cool enough. And I was with, I was staying at my friend's house, who's like a producer for This American Life, which is like my dream job, and he's invited me to this, there's like a boat party mm-hmm. uh, for this found magazine, which is like, again, like, it's, it just felt like all the cool literati. Just, yeah. It was like the most New York weekend you could have. Oh, yeah, it was just unbelievable. Like, and like Jack Hitt is there, who's like the editor of the New York Times Sunday yeah. Magazine. It was just like... Woody Allen is shooting a scene for a movie <laughs> right. like right outside. He's just he's actually just location scouting. You're like, oh, that's just Woody Allen. Calvin <laughs> Trillin is like parking his car. <laughs> Calvin Trillin's eating Chinese food. So it, it couldn't be more... Uh, yeah, it couldn't be more than New York... That you were in love with and and, and, and terrified intimidated, of, and, intimidated by. yeah, and like I don't belong here. So I'm on the I'm on the boat, and we're with all these American Life producers who I am so trying to like impress and ingratiate, and a couple of them are pregnant, are really pregnant. And the thing with a boat party is, is it sounds like a great idea, but then you're stuck on a boat, and especially yeah. if you're a, a a pregnant lady who's uncomfortable. You're just like, oh, and Not they're ideal. complaining, and we're on the Hudson, so it's kind of stinky, and so they're, like, complaining about that. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to join in with, like, everything. And I'm like, oh, my, it really smells bad. And they're like, yeah, it smells terrible. And I was like, it smells like a dirty diaper. And they're like, yeah. And so I'm really bonding with them yeah. about how it's, like, they're it lo- smells they're, like a They're loving your whole spiel about how, how terrible. It smells. it smells like shit. Yeah. It just smells <laughs> terrible. So I have an okay night, like, where I feel like I've bonded with these women. <laughs> I acquitted myself well, like, yeah. Met Jack hit, and then there was like, I could have gone on to the after party for SNL, but I was like, I'm not gonna push my luck. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I did okay. Yeah. So let's I pull really, the chips back off the table. Exactly. I'm gonna leave up. I'm gonna leave up. I'm back in. The other thing I should say is when I'm in New York, I, I mean, obviously with the dried apples, like, I don't, I'm not good with nutrition. Right, right, right. So <laughs> I haven't shit for days because all I've done is eat bagels. So I'm just yeah. like mm. stopped up. Mm-hmm. At this point, you already haven't shit for days. Oh, yeah. yeah no, okay. completely. I would go to New York for a weekend and then just shit when I came back. Like, yeah. I would just, I don't. <laughs> You're right. Isn't that great? And you were feeling uncomfortable? I don't even, 
I was so uncomfortable in my own skin, mm. in my own personality. You couldn't differentiate if it's the constipation or your brain. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. it was, I was so filled with longing. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I just wanted to be a different person in a different life. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, I got home, and I was like, that was okay. I didn't make a fool out of myself. And I took my pants off. And I found a quarter-size flattened piece of shit on my leg, like it had. <laughs> yeah, like between my jeans. So was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my jeans yeah. were like so tight. It like here's what I I did some detective work. <laughs> Wait, I just want to make it clear yeah. to, to everyone listening that she is pointing to about two inches above her knee on the her top right of her leg. kneecap. Yeah, on her on her. The like, I took my on jeans the front down. On the front. I took my jeans down. Yeah, there's, like, on the front of my leg, there's, like, a quarter-size <laughs> flat piece of human shit, my own. <laughs> Definitely your own. Definitely you, my you own. You know that shit anywhere. And I'm putting it together, like, the pieces of the night together, and I'm, like, the time that I went to the bathroom and nothing came out, and I stood Were up. Were you trying to shit when you got down I don't there? Even, was like one again, of those, like, like, I don't even remember. I'm so sure. I probably was. Yeah. And I probably thought nothing happened, and I stood up. To wipe, which I know this has been a controversy here. Here I think is the problem with the standing up to wipe. It must have fallen. I brought up my pants. Whoa. My jeans were tight enough that it kept it like... Kept it in there and smashed. smushed it. How big is this shit we're talking about? I'm going to say it was about a quarter size, but flat. You Just know flat. I mean? It was flattened, it was by, flattened. Your, by your thing. Okay. Quick. So it was probably like, I don't know, like small grape size that then got uh-huh. <laughs> flattened sure. like a grape. Karate kid. Good, good. <laughs> Yeah. You went to the bathroom and tried to shit, but didn't? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then you that wiped, happens a lot. And then you stood to wipe because you peed? I peed, yeah, yeah. And you didn't wipe your butt? I don't think so. Or maybe I did. I don't remember. Okay. And then you put your clothes on. How do you think the I traveled to the of front of my life? Standing up. I think standing up. It I don't know. Maybe make, you know what? Maybe it's a hard. I, it's it's really. Maybe it was on the side of my thigh. I. You is know. It, are, you, are you suggesting it's someone else's shit that maybe caught on there? Uh, frankly, I have no idea. It's very mysterious. I mean, anywhere. It probably was inner thigh, right? And maybe when I was taking things off, sure, things got moved that around. that seems more possible. Like, like it inner, could have dropped to yeah, inner, inner thigh. thigh, and then when you put on a tight pair of pants, you sit around, it kind of gets slide over. Sure. And maybe when I sat down, inner thigh, I could see that happening more. Wow. Imagine taking off your pants and discovering a piece of shit. It's rough. It's you had no idea where it came and from. And no idea where it came from. Also, second time in your life, shit your pants had no idea. No idea. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a bit of a theme. I know. It's, it's probably, again, me being so disconnected from my own body. You think you were so in your head that you couldn't feel your body? Yeah. Or do you just lack, like, well, nerves, I- <laughs> nerve endings in, like, the normal yeah, places? Yeah, we might need to just talk about your anus. <laughs> like, maybe your butthole doesn't have the I normal I think I've had sensors. so much anal sex that it's fucked it up. No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. I didn't want to say no, that. No, no, it's not that. It's no, not that. I promise you it is not that. You have a totally normal amount of anal sex. I know that. I promise you it is not that. Yeah. No, it's... I think it just fell. I think it was one of those, like, I probably did try to push. Mm-hmm. And this solid, like, only no fiber, just bagel mm-hmm. diet. Yep. It had locks on it. <laughs> it came in a bag that said Essa Bagel. <laughs> you smeared your pants. I smeared my pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you take a shit in, in New York. Oh, I smeared myself. Oh, I smeared my pants. Oh, I smeared. It's a fresh smear. And so the whole fucking time that I'm talking about things smelling like human garbage <laughs> and dirty diaper, it was I am you. describing myself. Oh, oh my, my God. God. 
You were the source. I was. It wasn't the Hudson. No, I it was. It was the Tammy. It wasn't New York. All right. It was me. It was okay. Tammany Hall. Uh, <laughs> There's got to be something about <laughs> No, there isn't. You got it. <laughs> Couple things here. Right off the bat. I think this was a blessing. Here you are dying for things to talk about with these people. Looking, reaching. So you, you pick up... You know what? You you go to all your you go to all you go to all your senses. You check them out. You know what? I am smelling something. Here's an observation. It stinks. You being a funny person, you can find great analogies for Maybe. what it smells like. I don't know. These people can hear your. Uh, you're, yeah. you're really reaching your, for the your, blessing. Your great here. rhetoric. The shit saved you. I, I, I've gods. heard you try to do this before with other, and I'm, I believe it. This is real. Well, the, what the would you have talked about then? <laughs> the shit gods generated a topic of conversation yep. for you. It what were you going to talk about? It, the shit gods used you as a vessel <laughs> to create a situation in which others could relate to you and yep. you could relate to them. Because you know what? You probably would have said something uncomfortable about a pregnancy or something, but it saved you from that. Because I could just keep talking about how bad things smelled, yep. not realizing I was you ha- the source you, It of gave the smell. you a very and they didn't know. safe thing to Maybe. talk about. No, they w- no, they didn't know. But it has been a blessing for other reasons. I'll, Please, I'll throw keep this going. out there. So this was one of those stories that actually I did not tell anybody because it was a lot of shame. So much shame. So much shame. So I don't know. Six or seven months later, I get a job on Thirty Rock. My yeah. dream show. It was season two. I Thirty Rock was a show one. on NBC. Everyone, <laughs> uh, I loved it. I loved season one so much, and it, it brought me back to New York, my dream city. And I'm so nervous, so uncomfortable in my skin. And again, my tendency is to overshare. And it is day two of that job, and I do not know the room at all. Like I sort of know one girl from Chicago, uh, but we don't know each other super well. There's a bunch of Harvard guys. I cannot read the room. But again, I'm like, pers- you know, stories come from real life. And to me, it was <laughs> And also for a- those of you who don't know, when Tammy's talking about the room, she's talking about the writer's room. Yes. And a lot of times in writer's room, before there's a script done, you know, or... We'll, Ooh, you're we'll, just we'll trying talk, to generate you're ta- yeah, you're trying to generate ideas, so you're telling stories. And usually the more personal the story, the better, because it really does get to a real place in real life, and yeah. that's where the... Con- Best comedy comes from. So. And so to me, I was like, this is a very Liz Lemon story to be mm-hmm. in a place where you... And so I shared this story. Right. And the room goes so silent. Like, there is complete... And everybody, like, there's... It's just kind of horror. Really? Just total oh. horror. And I was like, I did not read the room. And also, I'm like, this is day two. It wasn't great. I mean, I should say Tina wasn't in the room. Not that I, I don't yeah. know that she would have loved it, but she she wasn't in the I, room. You know, I, I, it's a bummer for me just because a I think that I, I think it's a great story, and I and I don't think it's just like some you know people can really dismiss shit stories in a way that I don't like. I really don't. I think that it's very easy to just to dismiss it because it's it's poo and it, but it's like no, this is a human experience. It's it it, it invokes a lot of feelings, and also it's a social that, anxiety. Story. That story should bring up other stories where people like were, yeah, were socially anxious. They didn't know what to say at a party. Like, there's a lot of things to take so, from that story. So it's a real, it's a real bummer for me. So to be fair, though, this was me not reading the room at sure. all. Like, a year and a half yeah. later, yeah. I'm still I'm still there. It's the it's sort of towards the end of season three, and there's a smaller room of us, and it's now Tina is in it. I want to say Tina and your, your friend Donald Glover mm-hmm. and this guy Ron, who's one of the Harvard guys, and Kay, my friend from Chicago. And now we're all, you know, quite a bit closer. The hours there were extreme so we all know each other a lot 
better. And somehow I bring up this story again. Mm-hmm. So I also, I'm like, well, Tina never heard it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> it and, didn't work one time. No way could it not work two times. And, so, and it's also just more appropriate. So I tell it and it sort of goes okay. And then I'm like, yeah, I can't believe I, I told that story my second day here. And Ron just sort of poor Phil goes, I remember. <laughs> it was one of those, like, it was my 9-11. Yeah, it wasn't great. So, but it was okay. It was a lot better when I tell it a year and a half later. It's fine. Yeah. I feel okay about it. But I'm also like, I need to be able to read a room before I tell it. Sure. It just, it, it's a good lesson. Yeah, it no, is, it's, it, it's a good okay. lesson to learn how to read a room. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't tell a shit story my second day at, at How I Met Your Mother. I felt it out. And then I was blessed with the kind of room that, for the most part, everyone is just couldn't be more supportive of my dysfunctional, you know, shitting. And I have to say, <laughs> I got to How I Met Your Mother, and I told that story on my first day of work there. Did. Yes! <laughs> I did, I which is also just goes to show you how little I learned from my past experiences. You are who you are. I am who I am. As you should be. And, how did it and go? now it's on the internet. And how did it go? It went amazingly well. Oh, that's There so you nice. go. To the point where now one of my dear friends there, Courtney, who I believe you guys are going to have on the floor. Yeah, Courtney Kang. We're working on getting her on the show. Yeah, to get her right. on with her husband. But her delightful nanny, just a wonderful guy, and who I've heard so many stories about, all these times, like, I meet him when he brings a daughter by, and he's like, hello, and just kind of doesn't care. And then I get a Facebook message from him that night where he was like, Tammy, I had no idea that you were the shit in the pants girl. I feel like I met a celebrity. I wish I had known that. <laughs> so not only That's did it, so was it, like, Courtney went home, told, like, so it's, it's okay. I'm really proud of you for your... Persistence. Sure. You know? That I won't stop telling that story. Won't stop, can't stop. Yes. Regardless of how people around you react, (laughs) you are who you are. You've experienced what you've experienced, and you know that it's a story that deserves to be told. And you know what? You've been now rewarded for it. How's that? It sets a tone for (laughs) an openness and a safe safe place. I think more than talking about shit, it's... When people feel safe, I I believe they get to better comedy and better drama. That doesn't mean you can't write great things when it's not safe. That doesn't mean that there are, aren't brilliant writers everywhere who don't like that. But me personally, a, an environment where people can feel free to be open, you're going to find some great stuff. It transcends poop. It's not about the shit. It's about being emotionally open and be, and being like, oh, this is a place where you can do that. And it's rewarded to be open and honest. And hopefully we'll find that that little nugget and we'll make... <laughs> little nugget. That You'll little find nugget. that little nugget, <laughs> find that little nugget. nestled next to your inner thigh. And you wonder, how did this nugget get here? I didn't think I pooped. All of a sudden, you just pooped out a beautiful episode. Oh. Can I throw this out there though, for the for the young oversharing ladies out there? Or sure. in general, I think it's also it's good to know, yeah, when you feel safe. And sometimes I think my tendency was is if I tell everybody everything, sure. then, you know, that's a great way to live. And it's not. No. It's, it's good. And, and I think it's okay. I'm, I'm definitely happy. It was definitely, it's always nicer to be greeted with. That open ooh, arms. Open you know? arms and stuff. But it's also good to have other stories to tell, maybe. A thousand percent. <laughs> day of work. <laughs> well, Tammy, thank you so much for doing thank this. You. This is really great. Uh, you're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Let's get your name. Tambone. T-A-M-B-O-N-E. Tambone. Tammy is incredibly funny, and if she's doing shows, sometimes she'll tweet about the shows. She's an exceptional improviser who does shows out in Los Angeles and in New York when she's there. If you get a chance to go to the Upright Systems Brigade or uh, I.O. Yeah, uh, I.O. Thursday nights, we're doing quartet 
uh, with a great group of folks, Craig Kakowski and Bob Dassey and Gene Philippique. And One of the Weird. funniest, funniest improv shows I've ever been to at Improv Olympic in, in Thursday Hollywood nights. on and Thursday Friday nights. Friday nights I've been doing soundtrack at UCB. Friday nights, LA. the soundtrack at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. So be sure to check out Tammy and uh, check her out on Twitter. And uh, thank you so much, Tammy. Thanks, you guys. All right, well, that was Tammy Sager. Exceptional storyteller, great story. We had a couple stories where we don't know where the shit came from. I just am amazed that she had two experiences in her life where mm-hmm. she didn't know that shit came out of her ass. I, I, I'm, it's pretty mind-boggling. I really think it might be that she doesn't have, like, sensitive nerve endings around there or something. I don't, yeah. I don't want to She seemed to want to talk about that when you brought it up, too. <laughs> so why don't we explore that even more? <laughs> um, so I hope you all like Tammy Sager. Please check her out on uh, on Twitter and go see her in her shows. She's great. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Please tell your friends about the show. Subscribe to it on iTunes. Give us a rating. All those things help. Uh, be sure to email me at dutycallswithdougman at gmail.com. Uh, tweet at me at the Doug Man. Tweet at Jack Dolgen at Jack Dolgen. And call me on the shit hotline at 786 Hold it N as in no idea. I have no idea where that shit came from, but now it's on my leg. (laughs) And uh, we're going to have another great show for you next week. But until next time, hold it in. You're going to make it. (laughs) 